Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. And today, we are talking about Sapphire Dragons. Hey, Brian. Hey, Will. How are you doing today? I am ready to talk about dragons again. Yes. We, we hit a stride. We and did. And then we hit a skid. Well, yeah, a I mean, fiendishly a fiendish, fun and friendly skid. Absolutely. Yes, we did. Um, uh, it is Year of the Fiend, but we're also going to talk about dragons, because guess what? This is Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And Fizzbands. And Fizzbands. Fizzbands. Yeah. So last year, Fizzbands Treasury of Dragons came out and, and gave us a ton of new dragon-related lore and player options to, to talk about. Uh, the most exciting of which, on the DM side of things, was all the new dragon monster stats. Mm-hmm. We got quite a few, including an entirely new category of true dragons, gem dragons. Uh, we did a brief overview of every type of gem dragon in our gem dragons episode, but now it's time to begin breaking them down in full, one gem dragon type at a time, starting with my personal favorite, the sapphire dragon. Yeah, we got it on display mm-hmm. right on the back there. Dude, where, where's it at? Right where? behind you. It's so well, hard it, for you to see. It's so behind me, yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but it's gorgeous. It's there. So, sapphire dragons are dragons that are covered in scales of various shades of blue, ranging from the light tones of a spring sky to the rich crystalline azure of sapphire gems and compressed glacial ice. These scales and even their wing membranes sparkle with starburst patterns under sunlight. The cyanic nature of of blue dragons is obvious in their actual physical appearance as well, with many of the horn and bone structures of their bodies, including their tail barbs, being disconnected separate pieces unattached from their bodies. These pieces float in place, held aloft by psychic energy, so long as the dragons live. These levitating horns and spines shift slightly with the dragon's moods, bobbing in amusement or flaring with anger. A sapphire dragon's pupils fade as they age, and by the time it becomes an ancient dragon, its eyes are featureless glowing sapphire orbs. Even with the obvious differences between the two species, though, sapphire dragons can and are sometimes mistaken for blue dragons. 
Yeah, that makes sense because they're they're blue. They're, as fuck. they're both blue. Yeah. So this big ass thing. But they is don't gonna, really look the same. At no, all. They, they don't. This oh. this thing's gonna roll up on you, and it's gonna be big as fuck. And also, it's gonna be it's gonna have bullshit floating around it. What was that part? <laughs> so okay, so like its horns, its spines along its back, its tail barbs, all that stuff. Um, they're not actually physically attached to the body. Oh shit! They float offset from the body and they're held in place by the psychic energy that the sapphire dragon exudes damn it's very common across quite a few of the of the gem dragons have what, that same feature that's like those strixhaven like arches kind of yeah it's a lot like the star arches starches yes <laughs> the starches but yeah um it, so long as the dragons live those those uh pieces will remain in place until they die i wonder uh could it fake death yeah, like play dead and like turn off its psychic I want to say yes. Why not? Right? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, that would that would really suck if you were really trying to to fake death. Although you're a sapphire dragon, who are you trying to play play dead to? You know what I mean? Unless you're trying to play a prank, which that could be mean. Is like, like you let all your shit fall to the ground, and you're like, oh, call an ambulance, and then, but not for me. Ah, <laughs> <stupid>. breath weapon. <laughs> so the thunderish clash of conflict is part of the very nature of sapphire dragons, militant and territorial. They defend their layers fiercely ambushing intruders and plotting assaults against their rivals. Uh, easily the most territorial and antisocial of all gem dragons, sapphire dragons prefer to layer in deep rocky caves, the underdark or even the elemental plane of earth in order to carve out the best possible defenses against would-be invaders. The underdark is a sketchy place to find one of these. Like uh, I saw some people talking about like territorial disputes with mind flayers. Yeah. Um, in sapphire dragons? Yeah. Exa- yeah. yeah it's exactly. thing. They're gonna. Thing. Are they gonna like know each other? Are around, or are they gonna like Underdark's huge, right? So there's lots of space yeah, for them to have their huge. own areas. I think okay, a Sapphire Dragon is not gonna tolerate a Mindflayer colony within its territory. No, absolutely. If it's not. outside of its territory, it's probably gonna know it's there, but it's outside its territory, so it's not worried about it unless they start coming in, and then then that, that's a problem. A territory is like a square, like it's gotta be bigger than a square mile, right? It's, it, in the Underdark, that's actually I don't I don't even know how to begin calculating that that level it i think it's individual based on the dragon but it's gonna be pretty big because you know sapphire dragons like any dragons they got they got to eat they got to eat a lot yeah so they this, need some space this section of cave network is defined by these like regional features and that shit's mine exactly and i marked it right. with my fucking bullshit or whatever. exactly yes yes i think okay. that yeah that's very fitting okay so sapphire dragons tend to be antisocial towards all beings, but they view the evil races of the Underdark as particular enemies and often come into direct conflict with them over underground territory, just like we were just talking about. Yeah, okay. Um, few things can get these dragons to go in for small talk, but if the topic revolves around military strategy, a subject on which they consider themselves experts, if not geniuses, these dragons uh, become quite the conversationalists. Uh, in fact, a sapphire dragon may outright forgive uninvited visitors in their presence if challenged slash offered a game of strategy. The wisest among these trespassers let the sapphire dragon win, of course. I had a clever idea for a PC to yeah. approach the sapphire dragon, like to help them, like rid and like let's let's stick to the underdark, right? Okay. Um, like, oh, there's a there's an incursion in your territory that you're unaware of because of X, and you come up with that reason. And you can like bait the dragon into doing things that maybe it normally wouldn't. I like that, but that's also dangerous because I think if oh, you call yeah. if you call into question like their defenses, they might get really offended. Yeah, you'd have to come up with like a good reason. Like, hey, I know you're the best, but like, here's what's going on. I wanted to bring it to your attention. I only found out about it because 
It tried <laughs> right, to kill right. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I can't possibly <laughs> defeat it. I know it's in your interest. Yeah, I think you know? stoking the ego is very important yeah, for any dragon, for but any se- dragon, especially sapphire dragons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, that 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 would be a great way to to not get eaten. Oh, you is... know what? Do me a favor and grab fizz bands from over behind oh. you on on your left and uh-huh. swap it with my Tasha's. Oh, okay. I forgot to do Let's that. Do that. Fizz band. <laughs> yeah, so check out our YouTube channel where we have like a books on display. I mean, should we move the sapphire dragon so the audience can see it? Because I don't know if they can see it behind my shoulders. Maybe not. <sighs> Come hang out with me, buddy. All right. Yeah. Thank God, that is a huge and gorgeous mini. When they show up in the box, um, one of the wings is detached because it, it makes can't sense. Fit. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so I took it out. I was like, oh shit! And then I noticed in the back, against like the painted like inside of the box, mm-hmm. that it was like in another piece of plastic. Okay, so, yeah. gotcha. gotcha. That's very very cool. Um, the detail on it. The only detail about it I don't like on this mini is very close up. You can you can tell these are just like stars painted on. Like they're just little oh, lines. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So and to it be the, looks the a shine. little cheesy face up or like straight up like close like that. But as the second you like set it down on the table, it like kind of gives it the effect I think they're going for. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So the warlike sapphire dragons constantly devise strategies and ambushes based on their ability to maneuver underground. Sapphire Dragon often refrains from striking immediately, preferring to assess intruders first in order to devise the most advantageous approach to dealing with them. They have the black pieces yeah. in chess. Or did I have that backwards? The black, white? white goes first. Wh- uh, white does go first. So I guess, yes, they are the black pieces <laughs> of chess. That took me a minute to understand, but yes, black goes second. I feel like you have a strategic advantage going first most of the time. But um, I kind of get, like, if you're defending your territory, why you would wait. I think most people choose to go second in chess. Really? I think there's a reason for that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know what that reason is. But obviously the Sapphire Dragon knows. Yeah, they know. <laughs> if you're going to role play, look up some chess strats. That's actually some good research for role playing like a major Sapphire Dragon like NPC in your game. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, people who dwell or delve deep under beneath the earth can easily find themselves at odds with the Sapphire Dragon if they cross into the Dragon's territory. Sapphire dragons sometimes forge peaceful relationships with rock gnomes or deep gnomes, relying on these folk to help protect the territory surrounding their lairs. So they're not, like, unreasonable. Sure. They're not overly aggressive for aggressive sake. But um, yeah. but they if you're not going to be useful, though, they don't have time for you, and they're not going to tolerate you in their house. Because these are the more neutral of the dragons, yeah. right? Yes. Oh, uh, that's how gem dragons are. They're just yeah. neutral across the board. But so, yeah. Like, yeah, rock gnomes, peaceful. Yeah, that totally that makes sense. Yeah. Um, sapphire dragons, particularly those who dwell in the Underdark, tend to watch for signs of aberrations and other creatures corrupted by the Far Realm. They frequently ally with their emerald dragon cousins, drawing on their kin's knowledge of the occult phenomena to track the influence of the Far Realm, which we know is an issue in the Underdark. Mm-hmm. Uh, armed with that knowledge, sapphire dragons stamp out alien influence before it spreads. It's so far down here that it, the fucking region gets fucked up. Exactly. <laughs> um, a very interesting example of this is blue... I knew I was going to fuck. Blue cheese. No, it's not blue Spelled cheese. Spelled like blue cheese. No, it's not. Well, I, the blue part is, I suppose. But yeah. <laughs> blue, blue, blue corundum. Cor- yeah, blue corundum. An ancient sapphire dragon with an equally ancient hatred of beholders, which are aberrations, yeah. and their kin. After losing both parents to beholder attacks, he fled to the Lake of Steam in southern Faerun. There he discovered the resting place of a martial order known as the Knights of the Crescent Moon, who had fought beholders in an ancient war. Blue corundum found the knights held in a stasis, like I think they were petrified, uh, awaiting the day that they would be called upon to fight their ancient enemies uh, once again. And uh, because he aligned so well with, with you know, that tenant of theirs, mm-hmm. he vowed to guard them until they awakened. 
Nice. Um, he styles himself the Sapphire Sentinel, self-appointed guardian of the Sleeping Legion. But his vigil is lonely, and his servitor gargoyles provide little companionship. Of course, this nerd has like a cool-ass name for himself. <laughs> hey, I like this guy. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's definitely cool. Uh, Blue Corundum, it's, be- it's definitely uh, a prettier word to look at than to say. Yes, yes, yeah. I, I think so. Fun facts about Blue Corundum is that he wears a dwarven fist on his right foreclaw. That I, I just lifted my left, but my right foreclaw. <laughs> a spell battle ring on his left rear claw and a ring of gargoyles on his right rear claw on his head he wears a mithril coronet with a single black sapphire set within that's cool it's just like duked out with jewels yeah he's he's like i'm a knight a dwarven <laughs> fist is that like a fucking infinity gauntlet i mean i shit? guess so i i yeah i basically i picture like a, a big metal fist that he could punch people with and it's gotta be Claw shaped. Yeah, it's claw shaped. It's definitely got a claw shaped. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So it's not like yeah, okay. That's tight. <laughs> um Sapphire Dragons covet items of martial significance above other treasures. Their favorite prizes are weapons and armor, records of military history and tactics, and magic items that protect against psychic damage or mental intrusion. Again, they mm-hmm. they're dealing with mind flares all the time. It's just useful to have. Yeah, beholders have a psychic a psychic tentacle. Uh, yes, do they do. I believe one, so. Yeah. So maybe that's good. Yeah. Weapons and armor from epic conflicts are usually the centerpieces of a Sapphire Dragon's Horde, as well as trophies from the dragon's own conquest of subterraneous foes, such as illithids and abolists and et cetera, et cetera. Um, Sapphire Dragons meticulously catalog their hordes. Each dragon has a unique organizational system. Some are straightforward, but some only the dragon can fully comprehend. Weapons categorized by which armies they were used against, armor ordered by the ancestry of its last wearer, and so forth. The uh, that first one uh, categorizing by which army they were used again. That is a crazy statistic to sort something by. Yes, absolutely. Okay, it's absolutely crazy, and <laughs> I right. love it. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> um, regardless of the system, a sapphire dragon takes pride in knowing exactly where any given item is and can recite a detailed history of that item while guiding curious guests to or away from it. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Sapphire dragons love the elemental plane of Earth, uh, but they also like to layer in deep, dry rock caverns on the material plane. Sapphire dragons make their layers in enormous caverns and complex tunnels. As they grow older, they continually renovate their layers using their tunneling abilities and their command over stone via magic. Okay, so they do magic spells that make the stones go crazy? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's what they say when they do the magic. They're like, stones go crazy. And then they start, <laughs> boulders start falling. Yeah, absolutely. That's Indiana exactly, Jones yes. style. You know that's how Blue Corundum does it. Yeah. Cor- Cor- Corundum? I can't remember his name now. He's, he's like crawling on the walls. And he's like, stone go crazy. And you got to get out of there. you got to get out of there now. <laughs> Sapphire dragons eventually create uh, dizzying honeycombs of hidden passages, deceptively thin walls, and secret chambers that allow them to traverse the entire layer without ever being seen by intruders. Um, the best defended sapphire dragon layers have no easily accessible entrances or exits at all, and trespassers who do find their way inside must then contend with a maze of corridors, dead ends, and steep inclines. I bet uh, I bet Blue Corundum has a skateboard, and you have to like do like a kickflip through like a, a fucking gold ring to like get into one of the entrances. <laughs> you have to do like a Tony Hawk pro skater very, trick very to sp- open up like the warehouse doors. I don't know. He seems more knightly and less skater boy, but that's just me. It's, well, you got to make it hard to get. So what is a knight going to do to like, what's a cool, funny knight thing <laughs> since you don't like my thing? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't. Well, let's just go with your thing. Let's just go with your <laughs> okay, thing. Okay, yeah. Tony Hawk's pro skater, blue current on them. Uh, a powerful dragon's lair is warped by the creature's magic, often turning the substance of the stone into crystalline formations with numerous underground sapphire veins. Sometimes there is no way into or out of a sapphire dragon's lair without the need to dig or to use magic. 
Yeah, maybe he stone goes crazy to get in and then back out again. That's yeah. it. It's yeah. the only way. It's the only way. Uh, the favorite food of sapphire dragons consists of giant spiders, which they greatly enjoy hunting within their own lairs. Cool. <laughs> hey, thank you. Yeah, actually, they're doing thank you everyone for that. a favor. Absolutely. Older and more powerful sapphire dragons have to have the power to attract giant spiders to their lairs from within a six mile range. So we got at least a six mile range of territory. So you gotta you gotta coerce them into getting into your what, space. My question is, what do they do to attract the giant spiders? Do well, they the like release eat? a scent? I was gonna say, yeah, do I want you to eat all the spiders or do I want you to leave some? Yeah, do you I want you to leave some for, for the other spiders things? Spiders kind of mind their business. Um, I mean, I imagine giant spiders in their underdark are gonna eat any humanoid, right? Any humanoid. Yeah, probably anything small enough for it to like or anything Devour. that could get caught in its web. Yeah, like, exactly. But I'm not, eat, like, the main thing I think of is like there's there's right? deep gnomes, there's dwarves, there's dark elves, there's um, Kuatoa, there's technically there's illithids. Like these are all things that could get caught in their webs. I was gonna ask you about myconids because they kind of have a psychic thing going on a little bit, but it's more like with their pollen, right? Uh, yeah, it is more with their spores. They and hit you with the dust. I can't help but think the spiders would not want to eat a myconid. Yeah, fuck that fungus. They're, they're not really meat, are they? Mm-mm. They're fungus. Let's take a short rest. Okay. (laughs) Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. So wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. 
And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. We've returned. Indeed we have. Will. Yes. If you were to describe the Dungeon Cast to a new listener, what would you tell them? Um, that we are a a fun discussion podcast about D&D. Yeah, we yeah. just talk about all the stuff. Yeah, we just talk about all the stuff. We yeah. talk about everything D&D. Today we're talking about Sapphire Dragons, but we are. if you want to immerse yourself in dungeon cast culture, there's a couple ways you can do that. Uh, the first one is send me a fucking postcard, dude. There's a, a link in, or a, there's no links to P.O. boxes. There's no, but the P.O. box is in the physical description. mail. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Send me something. Uh, and then uh, also we have a Discord. There's a great community there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, get ready, Discord Very team. strong community there. I've been told every time I do this, people flood in. in droves. Yeah, so, yeah they flood in. Uh, go go check it out. They're talking about D&D. If you want to talk about the Dungeon Cast, you can do that there. If you yeah. want to talk about our really cool actual play uh, podcast called Super Quest Saga, which is a sci-fi themed uh, Dungeons & Dragons 5e adventure that will Dungeon Masters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you can check that out too. We got a merch store. We got we all do. kinds of stuff. You can get yeah. yourself some Dungeons Cast merch swag. We're yeah. wearing some yeah, you a nice get a sweater nice right hoodie. now. Yeah, yeah, and I got I got a year of the giant shirt, but this is from our old merch store. Yeah. I just really like this shirt. Yeah, that stuff will make a return. You're to. the big guy. <laughs> I haven't said that in a long time. No, it's been a while. It's been like a year plus. It'll be a year plus for sure. Well, let's talk about where sapphire dragons live. Indeed, we talked about it a little bit. Well, let's get specific. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, segment Starwipe. Uh, sapphire dragons lairs by Brian. <laughs> Switching over. Tell me about their lairs, Brian. Okay, since you asked. Um, on initiative count of 20, uh, losing initiative ties, the dragon, the sapphire dragon, can take one of the following actions. Uh, the dragon can't take the same action, uh, the same lair action, t- uh, two rounds in a row. So you got to alternate between them. Yeah. First one I got on the list is awesome thunder. Th- <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's right there. Yeah, there you it go. Is, it is. Uh, a thunderous detonation of sound that can be heard up to 300 feet away surrounds one Ooh. creature in the lair uh, that the dragon can see. Damn. <laughs> Uh, the creature must succeed on a DC 15 constitution saving throw or take 13 3d8 uh, thunder damage and be stunned uh, until Man. the end of its next turn. That sounds incredibly unpleasant. Like, oh. to be just assaulted by that level of sound, like that decibel level of sound. Like. Yes. Uh, you can't feel pain in your eardrums. They don't mm. have pain receptors. But, like, the ringing in your ears the next day, I've been told, is, like, the, the sign that you've done damage. Yes, absolutely. Um so yeah, that you're gonna be fucked up though. At that level, of sound sound can hurt at like some. This is probably sound that hurts, right? Well, yeah, thunder three sound. three d eight worth of like damage what, pain. Basically, what thunder damage is the sound that hurts you. Yes, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Uh, the stun condition, since I have it up here, it seems good to read. Pertinent, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. A stunned creature is incapacitated, uh, can't move, and uh, can't speak. 
only falteringly. And that's funny because incapacitated is a different condition. It basically means you can't do shit. Yeah, when you're stunned, uh, uh, I believe hits auto crit you. And so if this dragon has minions, like be be wary of this action. Yeah, uh, deep gnomes coming to yeah. get deep into you with their <laughs> the knives or whatever. Well, I was thinking pickaxes. Yeah, the the, whatever. But, yeah, both. That's rock that's gnomes. Scary. Deep gnomes. Deep gnomes go deeper than a pickaxe can go. <laughs> Okay, for sure. Long knives. Uh, the creature oh, automatically no. fails strength and dexterity saving throws when they're stunned, and mm. attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Okay, so um, it's not auto crits? I thought it was auto, auto crits. Mm, no. Mm. That might be a home thing. Maybe do. that's an incapacitated thing. Maybe, but if you're also incapacitated, why would they include this this sign? I'm not going to go to incapacitated right now. We can talk about that another time. Mm-hmm. We need to get to beguiling whisper. Yeah. Um, the dragon telepathically whispers to one creature within range of the dragon's telepathy. Uh, the creature must succeed on a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or be charmed, unless you're an elf, by the dragon until initiative count 20 on the next round. Uh, a creature charmed in this way obeys to the best of its ability any command the dragon issues that isn't directly harmful to the creature, which is how most, like, charm, low-level yeah. charm stuff it's, works. Yeah. Uh, a charm, Charmed is a charmed creature can't attack the charmer or target the charmer with harmful abilities or magic effects, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. And the charmer has advantage on any ability check to interact socially with the creature. So it can manipulate you yes, a lot. very heavily. Um, is, cool. stone, is Stone Passage another one? Yes, yeah, Stone Passage is next. Okay. Um, what was the keyword? What was the phrase there? Um, a layer action? Stone go crazy. Stone go crazy. Uh, <laughs> this is called stone go crazy. Yeah. Uh, the dragon touches a section of stone up to 30 feet in any direction, says the word stone go crazy, <laughs> and the dragon can shape the stone to open or close and passage through a wall as long as the wall is less than 10 feet thick. Why are you stone laughing? It's crazy. just what it says. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Regional effects. The re- moving crazy. on. Regional effects. The region surrounding a legendary sapphire dragon's lair is altered by the dragon's magic creating one or more of the following effects. Crystal profusion. Natural stone within six miles of the lair grows plentiful crystal formations and veins of sapphire gemstones, particularly underground. Also, we got stony site. Um, Natural stone within six miles of the lair is a conduit for the dragon's psionic presence. Damn. Damn. As an action, the dragon can cast clairvoyance spell the clairvoyance spell, requiring no spell components and targeting any natural stone formation in that region. It's its own DM, hand-waving components. <laughs> um, uh, I want to get your opinion about, let, remind me about components later. Okay. Like I thought we animal. talked about this in the state of... Uh, we did. I have a okay. different thing. to. Okay. I have a different okay. thing. Sounds good. Um, uh, next, we got telepathic enhancement. The dragon's psionic energy enhances the mental powers of other creatures. Any creature capable of telepathic communication has its telepathy range doubled while within one mile of the lair. This includes creatures with innate telepathy and magical telepathy, such as Ray, Rari, I almost said Ray's, uh, Rari's telepathic bond spell. Um, and I have that. Should I read Rari's telepathic bond? I guess so. I guess so. Go okay. If you, it's a fifth level spell. It takes an action with 30 foot of range. Uh-huh. Um, it lasts for an hour of the divination style. You forge a telepathic link among up to eight willing creatures of your choice within range, physically linking each creature to all the other all the others for the duration. Creatures with intelligence scores of two or less aren't affected by this spell because your brain's not good enough to be psychic. <laughs> uh, until the spell ends, the targets can communicate telepathically through the bond whether or not they have a common language. The communication is 
po uh, is possible over any distance, though it can't extend to other planes of existence. Um, so this is a little off topic. What is your opinion? How do you feel about spells that have names in them? The names of like wizards from like official D&D like books and stuff? It's something that it's something the writers are doing to like kind of brand the the lore that they've set up for Forgotten Realms, right? Like mm -hmm. this is a Rari is probably a Forgotten Realms character. Yes. Definitely. So like that's the setting they they went with. So when they first wrote the spells, they they tagged names on like this spell, like they call it that to source it back to Rari, person, yeah. right? But um, honestly, you do not need it. You can just call yeah. it telepathic bond, yeah. which like it's, I've noticed in D and D Beyond, they have like two spells listed. It's the same exact spell, and one's got the name and one doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why that is. Please, <clears throat> somebody tell me. Well, I mean, it's probably for people like me because I fucking hate that they attach names to. Because I never run my games in, in worlds where these people exist. So I don't like being forced to, like, make up somebody who has that name or use the person who has that name. And Oh, uh, yeah. Like, it just, using just, it. It just irks me. Yeah. I like don't like you, it. A player using. I get what you're saying. A player yeah. using the spell implies that that character exists, exists. in your exactly. fiction. Yeah. And that might not be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why do we call and they don't like why do we call the spell Rari? It's like nobody knows, man. Like yeah. it's just always we found a scroll. <laughs> and it was signed by Rari. It was so dirty. And there's we don't name people that. That's a <laughs> dumb name. No, it's not. Rari, it's fine. If you there's probably somebody named Rari out there. They're probably fucking listening to the show and I've probably burned myself so bad. I'm so sorry, Rari. Yeah. Sorry, Rari. For shame. For shame. All right, back to Sapphire Dragons. Yeah, uh, it reminds Man. me of the maybe baby episode from American Dad. Maybe baby. I don't know. Oh, damn. I have no idea. Roger starts getting everybody to say maybe baby. I hate Roger. Yeah. He's my least favorite character. Damn. Yeah. He's like the most interesting character. He's on that the show. character that everyone loves and I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> uh Thriving Wildlife. Oh, we're back to we're back to the lair. We're we're back the to regional sapphire effects. dragons, yeah. Uh Thriving Wildlife. Giant spiders, a sapphire <laughs> dragon's favorite prey, yeah. are attracted to the area within six miles of the lair and settle there in large numbers. They don't know why. It's yeah, see, even that doesn't answer. It's just oh, it's just they can they can attract them. Giant spider pretty strong. Challenge rating one, AC 14, 26 HP. <clears throat> Stronger than a method. I love the I love giant spiders. One of my favorite enemies in the game. Okay, yeah. Cla uh, classic. What kind of what kind of attack is this guy doing? It doesn't say. Anyway, uh, if the dragon dies, the population of giant spiders in the region returns to normal levels over the course of 1d10 days. So what, they eat each other alive because there's not enough food? I'm going to ignore that. <laughs> the enhancement of telepathic abilities ends immediately. The existence of abundance of crystals and sapphires remains, but new ones form at a normal rate. Okay, cool. And then we got a quote from Fizzban. I'm just going to do it. Uh, sapphire dragons oh, don't Oh, I thought you were going to give me a Fizzban voice. He's... Well, there's, there's only quotations at the very end. Oh, okay, never mind. So Sorry, sapphire no. dragons don't often get along with the followers of Loth, uh, but one phrase seems to dissipate a lot of tension between them. And then, are you implying that the voice I do when Fizzman comes up is f me doing Fizzman? No, I wasn't implying that. I didn't think that was your oh, Fizzman okay. voice. I could be. You called it that, so I was. Uh, I mean, it is your Fizzman voice it because it's the voice that no, says Fizzman. You're, you're but right. I'm not saying right. it's Fizzman saying. Fizzman. There we go. Then spiders. Oh. Yes, please. That's the quote by Fizzman. Yeah, it sounds about right. All right. All right. Let's look at the ancient <laughs> sapphire dragon stat block. I would like to. I mostly want to know what's the challenge rating on this bad boy. Uh, okay, that's a little ways down, Will. 22. Very high. Deuce, deuce. Very high. Uh, what was Zariel, 26? Yes. 
even higher. Yes. That makes sense. This is like an animal in the wild or like a person. <laughs> Do we call them people? <laughs> they're definitely people and they're definitely more than an animal. They're, yeah, dragons ride that line between like. I did the um, thing. Wizard of the Coast is trying to iron all this out. Everything is people. Uh, everything that's intelligent is people. Everything, everything that's sentient is people. Everything with a uh, everything with an intelligence score of two or higher or three no, or higher. No, I think it's more like six or yeah. seven or higher. But yeah. either way, dragons ride that that line between mortal and and like higher beings. And ancient dragon is about as high as it goes before they kind of got to get hit with some apotheosis power. Yeah, ancient dragons are demigods. Um, demigod they're they're level? on that same power level, yeah, of demigods. Okay, I like that. Uh, we got an armor class of natural twenty. And them sapphi- the natural sapphire 20 skin. Armor. Yeah, that that good that good mineral. <laughs> uh, it's three hundred and seventy hit points. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty high. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, speed is forty feet. Burrow they can burrow speed forty feet. That that totally tracks. Uh, stone go crazy. Uh, <laughs> climb forty feet and fly eighty feet. They just can't swim. They don't do the swim swim. They don't they do like, the swim. They like rock time. They do not swim swim. No. They swim through rocks, dude. It says so. <laughs> uh, okay. Strength is... Oh, get away from me. All these... Ah! Oh, ah! Dindy Beyond, stop making bubbles happen. Okay. Uh, strength is 27. Uh-huh. Uh, damn, that's a plus it's, eight. It's, it's very uh, high. Dex is 14. That's okay. kind of low. Yeah, uh, it is kind of low. Con, 27. Extremely uh, <laughs> high. Intelligence, 21. Very smart. Wisdom, 19. Very wise. Very see good. Uh charisma is 20 that's funny to me considering that they are so um antisocial well but i guess their force of personality is strong yeah they have the ability to do it strong force of will because we read like they're they are touring people through their horde they're showing that's true they're showing off their hordes yeah they can be conversationalists yeah yeah. uh saving throws we got a plus nine on dex a plus 15 on con don't do con stuff to this guy he's got so much con uh (laughs) plus 11 to wisdom and plus 12 for charisma Charisma. Skills, history, plus 12. Perception, plus 18. Persuasion, plus 19. Stealth, plus 9. Getting snuck up on by this thing is so fucking ridiculous and terrifying at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like, how did we, how did we let this happen? <laughs> Guys. I mean, to be fair, 9 is pretty low compared to the rest of those, right? Yes. Yes, yeah. it is. Uh, so. Plus 9 is still very good. Yeah, it, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, you're going to sneak up on most parties, probably. Um, Depending on their level. Yeah. Is that like a passive perception sort of? The yes. time you use that. It probably passive perception. Yeah. Uh damage resistances, lightning and thunder. Nice, it gets two. Mm-hmm. Uh condition immunities, frightened. Can't frighten dragons. They ain't never scared. Uh it's got blind sight of sixty feet, dark vision of hundred and twenty feet, and passive perception of twenty eight. Blind sight is like that Toph Beifong, like feel the earth sort of thing. Yeah, except for it does it's not actually tied to the earth. No, yeah, they can kind of, like, that's like a combo, like, echolocation everywhere. Yeah, I, th- I guess it would be more like Daredevil, yeah. Oh, yeah, huh? Yeah. What's, what's specifically, what is Daredevil doing exactly? It, it, it's some form of echolocation. He's smelling, he's smelling his enemies? <laughs> he is doing that, that's yeah. true. He does bring that up, like, it smell, he can smell things. Some fucking like, sweat just I walked in. Episode two of season one of Daredevil, he can, like, smell a dude's perfume from, like, four stories down. Dope. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> through the vents. Through the vents. Yeah, it's like who's smoking cigarettes inside? <laughs> Seven floors up. Okay. Uh, legendary resistant. Oh wait, the challenge rating. No wait, languages. There we go. Common, draconic, 
Telepathy, 120 feet. There you go. Telepathy is listed as a language here. It's always listed as a language. I know it just like means all languages. Transcends really. language. It does. Yes. Okay. Gets uh, directly to the communication centers of the brain. Yeah. Okay. The challenge rating is 22. That's 41k XP. Um, do you say XP usually, or do you say EXP? I usually say EXP. Mm. That's just my mm. the video game guy in me talking. I waver. I, oh. I catch myself doing different things sometimes. Yeah. Uh, this says XP when I read it, so that's probably why I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, proficiency bonus is plus seven. That's good. Okay. That's, that's good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Legendary resistance, you get three of those a day when you're awesome. If the dragon fails a saving throw, it can choose to succeed it instead. It can do a spider climb. The dragon can climb difficult surfaces, including upside down on ceilings, without needing to make an ability check. It can also, it's got Tunneler. The dragon can burrow through solid rock at half its burrowing speed and can leave a 20-foot diameter tunnel in its wake. This thing's a nightmare to fight in its lair. Oh, like, yeah. This it, is some purple this worm is, shit. This is like, it's better to take this thing, uh, like, to the surface and get it up to the sky than deal with it, like, in its actual cave environment. Why would it ever, you leave. would have to really bait it to yeah, do that. absolutely. Yeah. You have to force it out. Yeah. Um, and even then, even if you do manage to do that, now you're just dealing with a normal dragon flying, which is a nightmare. Yeah, it still flies. It's still a nightmare. It's just that, that the, the spider climb plus the burrow sounds horrible to deal with. Yeah, like you, you're, you can't even shoot at it if it's burrowing unless yeah. you're like directly behind its tunnel. And but. then if you don't have range, it's like when a dragon's flying, like it's moving around and eventually it's got to come down, right? Mm-hmm. But the spider climb, no, it, it never has to come down. He's just up there. When do you when do you decide to bring the dragon down for like a rest or whatever? Like, it's a good question. Is that I, a die roll? I feel like maybe a con roll. Um, I think it's just a DM call. I think like if it comes down to it in a in a and a dragon has to endure for as long as it can. Number one, I think the default is a dragon could probably stay up in the air for days. Yeah, I mean, probably. It would have to get, if you shot it good enough, yeah. it might want to come down and be like, yeah. oh, fuck, you I, fucked me up. I think at least 24 hours before I start making a do con rolls. Okay. I think. And uh, there's some tricky stuff you can do, your wizards can do for teleportation, like onto its back and stuff. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's a good way to bring it down. Usually, like, I see people like you have to fucking when that thing hits the ground, you need to like grab on so you can keep hitting it when it goes yeah, to fly yeah. away. Like first a barbarian. You, first you gotta ground it and then you gotta beat the shit out of it and hope you don't die. Ready a feather fall. <laughs> what? Oh god. <laughs> okay. Um All right, so what's what else does this what guy else? have? Oh debil 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 Debilitating breath. Oh, nice. With, uh, recharge of from five to six on a D6 roll. Mm-hmm. The dragon exhales a pulse of high-pitched, nearly inaudible sound in a 90-foot cone. Uh, it's like Golbat doing Screech in Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Sapphire Dragon but just a really big Golbat? What is th- what is this thing? Just Golbat. Uh, <laughs> each creature in that area must make a DC 23 constitution saving throw. On a failed save, the creature takes 55 10d10 Thunder damage and is incapacitated. Oh, no, uh, I can okay. bring up incapacitated. Golbat Screech does not do that. Incapa- Golbat Screech lowers your defenses. It does not do damage. Yeah. I mean, it's it looks uncomfortable in the anime. Yeah, sure. Uh, incapacitated just says an incapacitated creature can't take actions or reactions mm-hmm. uh, until the end of its turn. Okay. On a successful save, the creature takes half as much damage and is not incapacitated. Uh, Spellcasting, it's got psionics, baby. Uh, welcome, welcome to the new, welcome to the new era, Dungeons and Dragons fan, mm-hmm. uh, which is just an old era reborn, I guess. The dragon casts one of the following spells, requiring no spell components and using intelligence as a spellcasting ability, with a spell save DC of twenty, which is very high. 
Uh, once a day, it can dissonant whisper, hold monster, meld into stone, uh, telekinesis, and teleport. It can just teleport. Hold monster is interesting because that's not you. That's not going to come up as very useful against a party of adventurers. No, it, but it certainly makes sense when you want to just like get that OTA like harmlessly out of your shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Check out our OTUGs episode. It's really good. It stinks. Yeah, it smells real bad. It smells as it should in the best way. Mm. You know, like you know, you dirty, you dirty birds. When you smell your, when you smell your pities after a long day, and you're like, mm, "That's me." I swear <laughs> to God, Brian, <laughs> that's uh, not me. We got bonus actions, baby. Change shape. <laughs> Don't lie to me, Will. The dragon magically transforms into any creature that is uh, medium or small while retaining its game statistics other than its size. The transformation ends if the dragon is reduced to zero hit points or uses a bonus action to end it. We also have Psychic Step. The dragon magically teleports to an unoccupied space it can see within 60 feet of it. Hey, Will's phone, take a shot. Uh, That's a bonus action, that Psychic Step? Yes, the dragon magically teleports 60 feet on its Holy bonus shit. action. shit. As long as it can see the space. On top of its spider climb and its burrow? Like, Jesus. This thing is a is a mobile nightmare. Yeah, yeah it is. Absolutely. It really is. You, yeah, fighting this thing, good thing it's neutral. Like, you don't <laughs> have to fight it. Good thing it doesn't feel strongly either direction. Right. You can just sweat. <laughs> like, here's a fucking dope sword missing from your collection. Can I go home now? <laughs> yeah, probably, I guess. F- figure it out. Do you know how to stone go crazy? <laughs> Legendary actions. The dragon can take three legendary actions, choosing from the options below. Only one legendary action can be used at a time and only at the end of another creature's turn. The dragon regains spent legendary actions at the start of its turn. That's how legendary actions work, just in case you've never heard them before. Claw. The dragon makes one claw attack. Okay. It doesn't have any stats on it. It Oh, that was over here. Yeah, it's it's the claw attack. Did I read these, actually? No, but, I mean, it gets a bite and it gets a claw. We don't really got to rehash that. They're at plus 15. Uh, They hit for 19 and 15. The bite is 19. The claw is 15. Um, Psionics costs two of these three legendary actions. Uh, The dragon uses psychic step or spell casting. So it's going to use psychic step and teleport or just, like, cast one of its spells. Yep. Telekinetic fling costs all three of its actions. The dragon chooses one medium or smaller object that isn't being worn or carried that it can see within 60 feet of it and is magic and it magically hurls the object at a creature it can see within 60 feet of the object. The target must succeed on a DC 20 dexterity saving throw or take 42 12 D6 bludgeoning damage. So hurl giant boulder. Basically, yeah. Well, hurl medium boulder? Medium boulder? Medium, medium or smaller object. Okay. Hey, a uh, medium-sized boulder is huge. Medium-sized boulder fuck you up. Like a five-foot-by-five-foot five cube of rock? Yeah. Yeah. I saw a piece of armor in, like, the French, some French, was it the French Revolution? It was just, like, got hit by a cannonball. Oh, yeah, I'm just um, torn through. Probably not the French Revolution, huh? Probably, like, an actual battle. Was there um, battles going on? I don't, like, here I go. Mm, I shouldn't talk about history. I mean... Napoleon would have been right after the French Revolution, and yeah, there's lots of cannons. Yeah, were people getting hit with them on that? Yes, during that during okay, Napoleonic so maybe, Wars. Yes, maybe it was. It was. It was somewhere. I I don't know. It was just some post I saw, but it looked crazy because you know that fool died. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He had a hole blown through. all the way through. Yes, absolutely. It's like, damn, they got that shit clean. You know it wasn't <laughs> clean like that. They can't display shit without cleaning it. Had some tissues on it, you know. What yeah, I mean? I'm that's, sure it did. Yeah. That's the whole stat block. My favorite part was the spider climb because it was super implied, but like now that it's here, yeah, the spider climb plus tunneling plus teleportation. Uh, I love this thing. This is this is what I want out of a dragon stat block. I want this dragon 
all over the place doing all kinds of crazy shit. I want it to be a terror to my players. They oh, never yeah. know where it is, where it's coming from. Is it going to hit them psychically? Is it going to hit them with its debilitating breath? Is it going to just fucking eat them alive? Like you can yes. do, yeah, strategically as a dungeon yeah. master, and it can fly. Separate, yeah, separate from like the st- strategy that the NPC would employ. You can do many, many things with this. Yeah, um, absolutely. And like, kind of making a combat happen with circumstance in the game mm-hmm. with this, like, is totally feasible. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's, that's why they make stat blocks. You okay. can kill shit. Anything else you want to talk about the Sapphire Dragon? Um, oh, man. Wingspan is so nice. So big. <laughs> yes, it's a very good design. It's good. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice looking dragon. It's very sleek, cool. Mm-hmm. It's I my like, favorite of the gem dragons. It's got angles, too. It's not just smooth, <laughs> curvy stuff. Also angles. Uh-huh. Right angles. Um, nah, man. This, this, is cool, this is cool stuff. What's it burrowing with? Do you think the wings? Um, I think it's burrowing a little bit with the claws and its horns, but mo- probably mostly psionically. Does it eat the shit out of the rock like an onyx? No, no. I <laughs> think not, I think huh? this is a psionic endeavor for the most part. Oh yeah. Now that plus look- they do this stone go go crazy. Stone go crazy. Like yeah. Uh, now I'm looking at the the image in D and D Beyond from Fizzbands. I see the little floaty pieces. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand yeah. it? Yeah. It's more pronounced than some of the other artwork of like the Amethyst Dragon. I was just about That's to say one, it's yeah. very subtle here. Yeah, yeah, it's much more subtle with with this one. But all right, I think uh, we can get ready for a long rest. I think we should. Let's do it. Hey everybody, welcome to the long rest. This is the part of the show where uh, we we uh, we're gonna shout people out on Patreon first. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And then what? Including the ones that we missed. Yes. Okay. So we promised we promised we would find you. And we, and we did found you with help. We, we needed did help. We, we needed help. We got help. We got help. We got some of the best help in the fucking game. You know who you are. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Uh, done crying. Let's get these lists going. Well, let's go. Uh, yeah. You know what? You're right. Let's go. Andrew. Okay. We're gonna start with the missing ones. This is way back from like November 21st. Yeah. To December thirteenth is the dates on these. So sorry guys, it's been a little while. It's mm-hmm. fucking last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Andrew, Ep- oh shit, Ebers Baker. Andrew Ebers Baker. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew Ebers Baker. Julian Spurgle. Thank you, Julian. Thank you, Julian Spurgle. Hey, thank you, Julian. Uh, Tina Marie Grazat. Thank you, Tina Marie. Thank you, Tina. Oh, Will, it's the last mile. It's the last mile. It is, it is. Will, it's, it's the last, it's the last mile. mile. They're on the, the missing mile. one and they're on the next one. They are. We're going to do two. We, oh, yeah, We're gonna we do should two do for two. The last we mile. should do two for Maybe the last we should mile. shout them out on every episode. At this point, maybe. It's just like kind of just, just floating the ship. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, the last mile. Thank you. No, really, though. Thank you. Uh, Jeff Fitzgerald. Thank you, Jeff. Thanks for upping, Jeff. Good job. T.L. Bainter. Thank you, TL. TL Bainter. Bain. <laughs> and then uh, Jacob Gibson. Thank you, Mr. Gibbs. Thank you, Jacob. I know this guy. Oh, you do? I know him. You know Jacob in Gibson? In person, yeah. Oh, who is he? Uh, I work with him. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, Jacob. Thanks, Mr. Gibbs. He said to call him that. Thank you, Mr. Gibbs. He was here last night. He was playing Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, nice. He's one of my players. Cool, cool, cool. Um, okay, let's get some other mentions, which are not... Patreon related. They're not, well, kinda, because this guy, this guy's Patreon. Yeah, but that's and not why. But yeah, but this is a different thank you. This is a different it's kind a not of a Patreon thing. thank we're you. We're going to take a break from Patreon. We're going to take a short rest from Patreon thank yous, <laughs> and we're going to do some other thank yous. 
Uh, man, I never had to say this out loud. Murdrak? Murdrak! Yeah. That's the right way to do yeah, it, Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, I knew there's a reason you're here, buddy. <laughs> no, Thank you, job. Murdrak, for... Thank, go ahead. We, he sent us a book stand. Thank you for the book stand. Thank you for the book Are stand. we using it? Is it one of these ones back here? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's more for um, it's more for us, like, out here. Oh, so, okay. Yes, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Murdrak. It's going to help uh, a lot, mostly on Saga. Indeed. Um, and thank you, Marcos and Mariko. Who, who, I don't know who those people are. Just kidding, I know exactly uh, yeah, who they are. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> uh, for our Art and Arcana book, um, they sent it to us as like a gift. Which we have not opened yet, but we will later today. We're going to make a TikTok about it. Mm-hmm. Find us on TikTok. We're mm-hmm. gonna, Will's going to open it and, yeah. and see, react what, to it. see what there is. Will reacts on TikTok. <laughs> uh, and thanks, Chloe, um, a family member of mine, for sending us our new Bahamut mini. That I'm very excited to open, yeah. yes. Thank thanks. you, Chloe. That was That's super rad. Um, we have like an Amazon wish list with mostly minis on it at this point, but there's some studio equipment. If you guys want to help us out and like do do that type of stuff, you can. If you like, that's how you want to do it. Yeah, some, absolutely. Some people just kind of they, you know, some people want to find their own way to support us, and you can totally do that. Right. Tell everyone you know about the Dungeon Cast. You could send us a postcard. Those aren't exactly the same, but like you get what I'm saying. Okay, we're done taking breaks. Will back to fucking business, my guy. Yeah, back to Patreon shoutouts. Dean A. Eichelman. Thank you, Dean. Thank you, Dean. Thank you. I think Dean is European. <laughs> okay, for sure. Um, <laughs> just a just a quick mention. Uh, Harrison Bro. Oh, I did it wrong. The letters I switched in my brain. And is it I Baudry? Said it's Baudry. I said yeah. I was gonna say Brody. Brody. Jeez, bro- Brody. Brody. Thank you, Harrison. That's not that's not who this guy. Harrison Baudry. Thank you, Harrison. Erica Smith. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, Erica Smith. Holy smokes, Erica Smith. Hey, Erica. Thanks. <laughs> Thank Whoa. you, Erica. Thank you. Hey. Good. <laughs> wow. Thanks. Thanks for that one. Thank you. Philip Martin. Thank you, Philip. Thank you, Philip. Philip, you've done it. <laughs> Join the cult. Thank you. It's Shout not, out to Dima Gorgon. Shout out to Dima Gorgon, Philip. Say it with us, Philip. <laughs> oh, wow. This is a fun one. The Dungeon Mathster. The dungeon. Thank you, the dungeon master. Hey, master. Is oh, that a boy. math pun? It is a math pun. Is that a math pun? Yeah. Is that about how there's a lot of math and arbitrary math in this yes, game? Yes, that's exactly okay. what it's about. Is it, but they're also think, a dungeon master. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Thank you for your support. It's it's nice to have such powerful allies. Indeed. Someone. This person does math. This is so in their name. Uh, oh, another one that's kind of. I almost did it again. Uh, Tim Broder. Broder. <laughs> All right. That one. Yeah. Broder. I don't even blame I, you on that one. I think it's Broder because Broder has like a U in it usually. Okay. I, I'm, I'm going like to believe Martin you on Martin Broder from who? Like, is a goalie. Okay. He's probably French Canadian. You lost me. Oh. Okay. Thank you, Tim. Uh, th- thank you. T- <laughs> thank you, Tim. Thank you, Tim Broder. Uh, okay. Now we got, uh, we got, uh, we got uh, Virginia Miller. Thank you, Virginia. Virginia Miller. Thanks for the, st- thanks for the support. And then, oh man, real life trash. <laughs> I'm excited you're here. I just had to read that. You yeah, know what I thank mean? you, real life trash. Thank you, real life trash. Um, <laughs> hey, th- just know that through this microphone and into into the cable that plugs into the audio interface that goes into my laptop and gets recorded to a hard drive, uh, that that recording then gets uploaded to our <laughs> podcast hosting uh-huh. service and then gets broadcasted via internet to probably your phone your, your, your or device. computer, whatever device 
through whatever podcasting app you decide to listen to or YouTube because mm-hmm. that's where we and then into your speakers into your ears and into your ears and then into your brain those vibrations are filled with love so thank you for letting us into your brain you are my favorite trash real life trash <laughs> You know, I didn't see the last mile again. But yeah, what the fuck? Okay, I'm the going, last to, the, mile I'm going to the emails. The, yeah. la, the last mile gets the last shout out. So let me just yeah. go through here and make it's sure. It's right I'm, there. You're oh, you're, scroll down. There, you're hovering. Oh, that's why. Yeah, yeah that's why that's I see why. why. Yep. Um, when you're upping and and you've been and you've been upping for a while, and uh, you know what? We're never gonna let you down. <laughs> we're gonna keep. We're gonna hold you up. Because everything must come down, and you can naturally come down yourself, but we'll be there to catch you the last mile. Indeed, we will. The last mile where you live will be there. So, <laughs> like, there's that like heartfelt run your brother across the finish line after he almost sets like a world record to, on some marathon or whatever. Is that a thing? That's it was a like thing? a yeah, it was some story. Once again, scrolling the ground. That's what we're doing night. on the last miles. Last mile. Well, last night my kid would not sleep. Oh man, and I'm sorry. So, neither did I. Yeah, so Liam, Liam's been going through a teething thing. Ah, so, man. So oh, that's the worst, for, man. I feel you, so you bad put for the him. Little gel on the gummies. Mm-hmm. I heard. I don't. Know, we're not sure if that stuff was like. We haven't okay done that to yet. Do or not, we, you know we've I mean? done the thing where he chews on like cold, like fruit or Ball like or like uh, frozen like popsicles. I had a uh, an old school Nintendo controller, mm-hmm. like the original Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, that was like a teether. Oh yeah, and we got we, him a teething ring too. We it's, just like, I don't, I don't, I didn't get to choose the teething ring, but it's weird because it looks like a green hand. I'm like, why are we giving my child a green hand to chew on? But kids like to eat their hands. Some oh, kids do. okay, there you go. So that makes sense to me. Yeah, All right, we've moved away from Patreon. Thank you, the last mile. Thank you, the last mile. <laughs> we will always, we will always carry you across the finish line if you need it. I think you're good. I think you're fine though. I think you can do, I'm pretty <laughs> we sure believe you can in do, you. I'm pretty sure they can do anything. Yeah, absolutely. They can They're do anything. unstoppable. They're fucking I can't stop them. I don't want to either. Can't stop, won't stop them. Can't stop them, won't stop them. <laughs> All right. I think it might be time for us is to get ready to call the, it a game. At the end of the game. It's the end Let's of the call game. It again. Hey, we'll the talk, last mile though. We'll talk to you guys later. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Thank you last mile. Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.